So welcome everybody to The Modern Goddess. Thanks for joining us. We have been recording all our episodes and today we have the wonderful Ursula to share her views on where is The Modern Goddess at. So let's just kick off first up and ask her the official question, how do I love you properly? And let's see what she's got to say. Ursula, over to you. Okay, I haven't even prepared this answer. Um... I think it's just a matter of being confident in yourself, um, knowing who you are, um, and to be able to to love me would be just to support me. Nothing more, not to complete me. Um, I don't need anyone to do that. Um, it's just someone to be there um, alongside me, along the journey of life. Lovely, and so support to you, how does that sort of look? Um, look, that could be anything, and it's not necessarily doing the housework. <laughs> it's yeah. it's more of a, uh, it could be. I, I'm not going to say no to that, but it's more it's it's more about you know um, if just you know someone to bounce ideas off, um, someone to be there um, when you know I'm not necessarily feeling my best, or someone to be there to help with the the family routine, someone to. Um, to be there to support all this, the everyday things, um, but then also someone to be there, you know, to celebrate the good times with, to to go out with, to, um, you know, have something, um, I don't know, a bit more on the fancier side of life. But just someone there, you know, as a constant, not when they feel like it um, and not necessarily just when you feel like it, but just, you know, an actual constant body. That's lovely. We haven't heard that word um, as we've been recording, this word constant. I really love that. I really want that to be the theme of today's episode is that that lovely feeling of, of consistency and constantness, um, not coming and going, not knowing whether they're coming or going or you're coming or going. Yep. It's lovely just <laughs> knowing that when you get home, we'll all be there and it's going to be nice. Yep, that's exactly it. And it's not... Um... And it's not necessarily keeping tabs on the person either or them keeping tabs on you. It's just knowing that if I pick up the phone because they're, you know, because you know they're not going to be there when you get home for whatever reason, that you can reach them. And it might not be, a, okay, I'm in a meeting, I can't talk to you. Um, and it might just be a quick text. Yep, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll call. It's just anything, but it's, it is, it's that constantness of, um, you know, you, that you are you are still a priority. There's other things in life, and I totally get that. Um, and I'm not saying for a partner to drop everything for me. Um, I understand the pressures of life, but it's a more of a acknowledgement, I guess you'd say, that you know that you're there, that you know that um, that you'll get back. And it's not a I'll put you off till later. But it's like like I said before, it is. It's a constant of um, that the relationship is always there. Yeah, I really love that. That's a beautiful, beautiful insight. What's your um, current situation? Are you married, divorced, single? How many kids? Have you got any kids? I mean, what's the okay. deal? Where are you coming from? So I guess the reason, and that's probably the reason for my constantness um, in, in, in a relationship because I'm out of a divorce. Um, recently divorced three children. Um, all quite young um, and I am parenting them alone and that's a choice that I've made. Um, my ex hasn't really, well, doesn't really want to take part in their lives, never did when we were together. 
um, hasn't really made the effort now and for their sanity, my sanity and everyone's safety, I would rather him not be in their lives. Um, so that's really where I'm coming from and where I, for me, it really is important to have someone there to support and a constant support, um, not have someone who is, um, I don't want to use the word mentally unstable because that's where things were, um, but just to have someone who um, is, I guess, who is always there for you, um, whether it be mentally, physically, you know, emotionally, um, and not having to worry about where their mood swings are, where, you know, they've decided, you know, today I am, you know, cranky with the world and I'm going to let it out on everyone else. <laughs> you know, I, that's, and that's probably where I've come from, um, where I'm saying, which is, it goes back to the why, how, how to love me is uh, I need someone who is essentially sane, <laughs> yeah. um, but is just that um, stable, like a stable point in, in life so that I don't have to worry about something else. And um, to be honest, um, being divorced, even with the three children, best thing I've ever done in my life. Oh, you know what? We're all very happy for you that you've um, found some peace after what sounds yep. like a tumultuous experience. And, um, you know, bringing up three kids on your own, everyone's taking their hat off to you right now and sending you lots and lots of love and support. But as you say, it's, you're actually better off and you're feeling yep. much more stable. And um, a couple of questions are coming up for me. One is... Um, are you talking about um, predictability and the, the that lovely feeling of knowing when you walk into a room what you're going to get? You're going to get some yeah. sort of rational predictability with yeah. their, with their flavour. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. And I'm not saying um, there can't be passion and spark and all the rest of that <laughs> that goes yeah. with that. It's more of it's more of the everyday yeah. um, that. You don't, that I wouldn't have to worry about, um, you know, what your reaction is going to be if I say something or if I say the right or wrong thing. It's just, I have the freedom to be me. Um, you know, you have the freedom to be you, but there, that, I guess that level of, um, I'm just trying to think of the word, that, that, that level of, it is that sort of stability, but, you know, just that, Again, it goes back to the word constant, that, that constant flow of just general emotion that we can all be ourselves and that's going to be an okay thing. Mm. It's not going to be criticised. It's not going to be put down. Um, it's just, it's going to be accepted as it is. Um, and there's not going to be an argument about it. It's just, it's just going to happen. It's just going to flow. Yeah, there's this new word that I've noticed. I haven't noticed it before, so I don't know whether I'm noticing it because I'm doing this podcast or what, but... Um, one of the things that seems to be quite new is the um, idea behind emotional security and, sorry, emotional safety. Um, yep. And they're talking about it from a workplace perspective, but of course it's from a relationship perspective as well, knowing that even if you said something random or weird or odd or they disagree with it, it's, you're still emotionally safe to make yeah. those silly mistakes or to say those quirky things, 
there's going to be no major repercussions. They might disagree yeah. with you. You might have an interesting debate, but that's all cool. You know you're safe inside that relationship. So do you yeah. think this is what you're kind of saying, this new I thing? Think it, I, yeah, look, I so think it is. is. It's, it's, and it's, if I think back to work situations, an ideal workplace is somewhere where you can express yourself. Yeah. Um, and you can have your moments of, oh, you know, <laughs> this is not right, you know, I can't handle this, you know, give me 10 minutes and <laughs> let me scream in the corner. Um, and everyone can laugh it off and then you can go back to, you know, doing the everyday thing. Um, and I think that needs to come. And that's, I mean, when, when that happens in the workplace and it's accepted in the workplace as is, um, you know, you're better for it. You know, you, your team, everyone around you works better because you see everyone in their down, you see everyone in their highs, you can, and you understand that person as a whole. So you can actually understand how to interact with them, how to talk with them, how to approach them about anything that's even difficult. But um, I think that's something that really needs to come into a personal side of things. You know, work relationships is, like you said, is still a relationship. Um, the only, the, I mean, the big difference is at, on the home front, uh, you know, in your personal life, you're a little bit more intimate than you are, you know, in a workplace setting. Um, but apart, well, you hope. <laughs> but apart, but apart from, <laughs> otherwise we're all screwed. Um, but it's, um, but it, it, essentially it should be the same thing. It should be that freedom to, um, to have an opinion, to express yourself um, how you feel you need to. Um, and I'm not saying that you have to be happy 110% of the time because that's, that's impossible. Um, everyone has their ups and lows. Uh, and it's about, but it's about, you know, accepting everyone as they are in the moment and knowing if they're having a bad day that it's all right, you know, let it go. Um, you can help them through it. You could, you know, make a joke or, or anything, but not to belittle the person for it and say, well, that's, you know, you need to pick yourself up. You know, that's really, you know, a bad attitude. It's an emotion is an emotion. And an emotion isn't something that is right or wrong. And it's not something that someone else should be allowed to tell you if it's right or wrong. You know, if I decide to laugh, you know, when something's, I don't know, scary on TV, for instance, in a movie, that's my emotion. You know, I'm doing it for, for whatever reason. Um, okay, it might not be the norm, but that's my emotion. And it shouldn't be anyone else's business to tell me how I should feel or how I should act. Absolutely. Nothing worse than being told, get over it, move on. Yeah, that's, when that's exactly it. you're right in the middle of the emotion, let me have the emotion, let me experience well, this, the emotion. And that's you exactly right. By and be a witness to that emotion, but allow yeah. it to pass. That's the thing about emotions. It's... It, it's just, it's a wave of, it, of an experience and it's going to yeah. pass. It really is. Yeah. Um, and it's, and it's funny because as a parent, you know, you're told that, you know, when a child or especially a baby, you know, has their, their crying fit, that you don't just leave them there. <laughs> you know, you comfort them, you support them, you show them that you're there, you show them that you are that constant in their life and that it's okay. You know, um, it might not be the best reaction to whatever's happened, but it's okay because you know, as an adult, that it will pass. And I think that's something that as an adult, we should take into, yeah. you know, an adult setting of, 
it's okay and it will pass um, and it's not going to be, you know, um, it's not going to be something that will last forever. Mm. Um, you know, and you're allowed, you're allowed to laugh, you're allowed to be silly, you're allowed to, you know, um, really let loose. Uh, but then you're also allowed to be serious. You're allowed to cry. You're allowed to be scared. You're, you're, everything is okay. Yeah. And how did it manifest for you? Um, you're, you sound like you're talking from somebody that didn't have that and that it wasn't safe to experience your yep. experience. And um, yep. it sounds so, like you were, you know, you were um, suppressed in some way. Yep. So that really came from just over 20 years of a marriage with a narcissist. Oh. Um, so, you know, where no matter what you said or did, it wasn't good enough. Um, and it's funny because going back to that work situation on a work front, I'm that confident, sassy, you know, woman in the room who can hold her own, walk into a, a boardroom meeting full of guys and, you know, get on with it, you know, get on with it and take, you know, and actually if I need to speak and say an opinion, have an opinion on something, I will, I will own it. Um, and it's funny because that strength never was allowed to be translated into a home front because on the home front, everything that I said or did was wrong in some way. And it's funny because, you know, it, it goes back to the weird emotion of when you love someone, you overlook a lot of things and then you think that it's your fault, not the other person's. Um, you know, and there are, there are a lot of layers. Narcissists are very good. They're masterful at getting oh, response. Masterful. Like, I don't know how that's they exactly muscle, but they're, they're yeah. very, very good at it. Exactly right. So, you know, and, and over years of it essentially getting worse, you know, it, you know, sort of gnawing away at you. When I left, when I walked out on that marriage, um, you know, I, I walked out completely emotionally and mentally battered. Um, on the front, it looked like I was completely put together, you know, that I had no cares in the world, that I had the perfect home life, you know, that it was all good because, you know, that's what you do on social media and that sort of stuff, you know, the, the projection to the outside world was, I've got this, don't worry about it, I'm good. Um, but emotionally on the inside, completely shattered and thinking to myself, you know, things, everything from what have I done? have I really made the best decision? I'm taking my children away from a father or at least a father figure mm. you know, for, for want of a better word or, or a male role model, mm. um, whether it be good or bad. Um, well, it wasn't, it wasn't a good one, but you know, mm. I've taken them away from that. Um, was it the best thing for me to do? Um, and then looking at it and going, now I am single with three children. Um, am I lovable? You know, it sort of, it went down to that very core of who am I really? Like I've got the, I've got the professional front, but who am I as, you know, as the emotional person, as the, the, you know, um, in the private, you know, behind closed doors, who am I? Because before behind closed doors, I was the person who walked on eggshells every single day, every single minute of every single day, um, you know, where you kind of just shut down, you don't bother saying anything or expressing yourself so it went from that to accepting that things were as they were um accepting that um 
for whatever reason, I believe, and I still do believe that I made the best decision um, at the time. Um, Needed a little bit of time to prove that at the exactly left. You don't know; it's the fear of the unknown. But exactly right time that revealed itself a little more and more as you realize, oh, this is actually good. This is this is yeah, exactly right. And I think, um, and I my my hats off to a lot of my male friends who. I probably have more male friends and girlfriends actually, <laughs> but, um, and that's just because of, you know, my works and, and what I do for a living. But when, you know, I kind of let it out and sort of confided in some of them, they actually turned around and it was amazing. It was just this, you know, you're, you're strong, you're successful, you're beautiful. You're, you know, like all the little things that, you know, I would have expected to have heard from a marriage, but I never did. Um, and then it's sort of like, it's slowly over time built up that self-confidence so I went from literally a low point to that high point of no I'm good with being me I'm good with who I am and essentially screw it what anyone else thinks you know um, I'll express myself the way I want to express myself um, which also goes to the whole um, if someone else can't love me for me that's cool yeah I'll move on you know it's not I'm not, I'm not looking for anyone's acceptance anymore. I'm not looking for anyone's um, approval anymore for me to be me. Um, I've actually grown and learned that I'm okay with who I am. Um, okay, yeah, I might not make the best decisions every single moment of every day. Um, but no, no one does. And that's it. Everyone has baggage. It's yep. just the degree of it. Um, everyone um, has things that they're dealing with. Everyone's going to learn every day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a continual process. No one's perfect, and all of the above is okay. Mm. Everything, everything is okay. Um, you know, you are who you are, um, and that's good. Yeah, I think it's interesting when we look at um, childhood development. You know, a mother will watch how her children develop, and they they know that there's certain milestones that maturity brings as they get older and older and older. I don't think that that maturing stops. I actually think that no, in the 20s, you do care what people think way more than you should, but that's the 20s. The 20s, you do care about what other people think. Once you start to get into your 30s, and I'm, I don't know your age, but if you're willing to... Keep going. Re- yeah, yeah. <laughs> in your 30s, you start to let that go a little bit. By your 40s, you're really starting to go, oh, my God, I, I really don't care anymore. I'm just going to be me. And by your 50s, you do not give a fuck. I mean, it just doesn't matter. In fact, guys, if you're interested, go and Google the purple hat. There's this really cool little, it's just a little poem thing about a woman and her purple hat. And it's just a little bit of homework to go and find it and um, print it out and pop it in your wallet and it will just explain these levels of by the time we get to 60, we don't care. We, you know, we've got, we haven't even bothered to put a bra on that day. We just pop our purple hat on and off we go, you know. So um, what age group, you know, what level of maturing did you receive that um, piece of, you know, not receive that level of development? Like I think, it, I think, it, I think all of this all happened in my forties when I did leave. I think, I think for me, the turning point was actually leaving the marriage because it was toxic. Hmm. Um, 
you know, however you want to look at that word of toxic, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and thinking about something as simple as the purple hat. Um, I, I'm the type of person who will always be overdressed rather than underdressed for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems to be my signature style. And, and from a work perspective, everyone knows that it's like, okay, she's, the, she's the chick who wears the suit, you know, <laughs> regardless of whether they've said, you know, we're a little bit more casual in this office or not, I'll rock up in the suit. Um, I'll try and dress it down a bit, but I'll still rock up in a suit. Um, my ex absolutely hated, and I still don't understand why, he hated the fact that I would always wear high heels. Uh-huh. I wore high heels through every single one of my pregnancies. Not okay. once did I turn into, change into flats. <laughs> I, wore it, <laughs> I wore it through the whole thing. I, I pushed a pram with high heels. I, you know, I was nine months pregnant nine heel, in high heels. Um, but for, and for whatever reason, he hated it. Um, and it was something really interesting was when I left and I remember a point where, uh, you know, I've moved into this apartment. It's, you know, it's a rental, it's not, it's not perfect, but I just finished setting up the wardrobe in my room and, um, it's, it's basically like an open wardrobe that I had to kind of, you know, put together from Ikea because there was no wardrobe in the room. It's, you know, an older style apartment. And I remember sitting there on my bed and looking at my wardrobe because I just finished putting everything up in there. Beautiful. And I went, there are my ball gowns. And I'm proud of showing them off now. There are all my shoes, every single one of them, (laughs) like a string of high heels. I'm proud of them. And I can wear them whenever the hell I feel like it without anyone criticizing me. And it's like, and there's like, you know, there's my suits, there's my, you know, my, my, the rest of my casual wear and whatever else. And everything in my room, in my wardrobe is on display. And for the first time in my life, well, in my adult life, I actually felt free. And I actually felt that, you know, I don't give a damn. And like you said, it gets to that point where if I don't feel like wearing a bra, God damn it, I won't wear a bra, you know, and, and no one has the right to tell me, actually, you know what, you really should. Um, you know, I will wear what I feel like when I feel like, and again, that's okay. And yeah, it goes I, back to that, that liberating feeling of, oh, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, you're a visual. So has anyone told you that before? Um, no, but... Um, dreaming visual. So when you, <laughs> when, when you describe that you can see all your stuff, um, yep. visuals love to see all their stuff. If they can't see it, it doesn't exist. So they don't yep. like everything tucked away and hidden. Um, they yep. need to see it so they can make their decisions. Second of all, you always can tell a visual when they've got their high heels on because th- w- how you look is important to you. Whereas to a kinesthetic, yep. they wear flat shoes because it doesn't matter. Comfort is what is important yep. to them. So visuals are always prancing around in, um, in high heels. And the other observation I'd like to make about you is in that situation, I reckon high heels was your act of rebellion. It was, it really was um, because I think, and here's something that will really um, put a twist on everything. The day, which actually the morning of when I actually said to my ex, I'm done, I'm done. I'm leaving. I've had enough. I want a divorce. That very morning. Um, and I won't go into the detail as to how it came about. Cause he was just harassing me that morning and I just, I just popped. He went downstairs and it was breakfast time. It was a school day 
and his first reaction and his act of rebellion was he got onto Tinder, he got onto Bumble, he got onto every single dating app there was uh-huh. and actually had the gall to turn around to the children at the table and say, hey, is this pic good enough for a profile pic on a dating app? Like it full on just said it, just straight out to the children. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, oh, my Lord. Um, and I do remember the day when I said, and I, before I left you, I said, you know what, I don't care what skank you go out with, right? Because he kept on saying to me, I've got needs, so I need to go on these dating apps. I said, yeah, well, everyone's got needs, dude. Um, but <laughs> it's, I still remember, I said to him, I don't care who you go out with. I don't care where you stick it, as long as you keep it away from me. Um, but don't bring it to the children keep it away from the children and it was not even a week after I'd moved out with the children and he came around um, on, a, on, a, on a weekend to, um, to pick up the children and I walked outside to because I was just about to drop them off and he'd actually walked over with his new girlfriend uh-huh and um it was a sunday and um i was about to drop them and i just i i remember losing it and just going what the hell like you know, I you know what are you yeah it's like what the hell are you doing over here and and who the hell like i thought we you know i thought we'd actually agree that we were going to keep everything you know um separate but i think the most liberating thing for me was for whatever reason that morning i decided to put on um, a short trite dress, <laughs> really high platform heels, did up my hair, the makeup, a whole lot. You looked um, amazing. I, yeah, I was dressed to the nines and yes, it was a Sunday, but I was dropping the kids off and I thought, I'm just going to, you know, just go out for the day. Don't care if it's to the, to the shopping mall. I don't care where it is. I'm just going to, you know, just go out and relax. I want to be seen. I want to be seen. Yeah, it was just, I'm just going to go out. And it was just, it was always serendipity because when I walked out and I saw him and I saw the girlfriend, she was dressed very, 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 very casually. Uh, you know, like real, the, the whole frumpy sneakers, the nothing matched and all the rest. And I just remember he, he took a while before he actually introduced her to me, but the look that she gave me, I sort of thought, yeah, this is what you're putting up. Like, you know, you've, you've got him, but yeah, this is what you're up against. You know, this is what he, this is what he used to, have. you know, um, and it felt it to me, it felt really liberating because it was, I just remember also the look on his face of, Oh my God, you know, you actually look good. It's like, yeah, shit, damn, damn. I, I do look good. Um, and I look better because I'm not with you. <laughs> you know, feel I, feel better. Better. I feel better. I feel better because I'm not with you because I can, I can be who I want and I can express myself the way I want to. Yeah. With narcissists, so, yeah. Um, they are very good at finding your weak spot and your weak spot was the um, access to your children. So he did exactly the, but he presses the button exactly what will, will upset the apple cart the most. And yep. with you, there's no other buttons to press except for, could you just behave normally? and respectfully Mm -hmm. and just protect your children but he didn't want to do that because that's the only thing that's going to get your goat and it got your goat but for only a couple of seconds and you've 
processed it in a completely yep. different way anyway and you were able to just get over it so that's yep. great but he was um the less um buttons they have to push um yep. the better and with narcissists you've got to be very clever and not give them any buttons otherwise yep. they're going to absolutely go for it and where they win is with the children because it'll be every mother's weak spot yep yep and I've, I've actually, it's funny because I've actually said that to the children and, um, you know, they're old enough, uh, my two older ones, they're old enough to have very, very clear memories. And even before we left, I said, you know, I know things haven't been bad, haven't been great, but I said, I want you as much as you can for your own sanity, but also as evidence to write everything down, mm. write it down in a diary, write it down in your journal. I said, I'm not asking to see it. I'm just asking you to write it down as therapy for yourself. Mm. I said, in a point in time in the future, we may need it, you know, to expose what really happened because it's not just me against him. It's, you know, the children as well. Um, but, you know, knowing that at the end of the day, that's probably the last thing that he's just going to try and push for. Mm. Um, and, yeah, like you said, I'm going to do as a mother – um, I'll be doing it my entire damnedest to, to protect them from yeah. him. You know, it's really interesting times we live in because the tides have changed against women having 100% access to the children. Um, the courts, the fashion in the courts now is trying to get most relationships at the 50-50 mark, which is sounds reasonable in most cases. But for the extreme cases where abuse um, on every level or some levels is there, um, in your case, because you're the same one, um, you know, you're, you're likely, hopefully, to get the bigger piece of that pie. But the more he misbehaves, the, the more he doesn't bother, the more his behaviour indicates he's not that interested, the better for you. Yeah. Um, whereas if he plays the card where he's trying to look like the best dad in the world, the courts believe it and it's rubbish. Yeah. And um, I think um, as someone who's gone through, you know, like I said, years of dealing with someone like that um, on, a, on a daily level, face to face, it's probably the one thing that um, I'm conscious of during this whole isolation period for other people because everyone's talking about, okay, I'm going, I'm going insane. I'm locked at home. You know, the kids are annoying. This is happening, you know? Um, and then there are other jokes where it's like, Oh, you know, my partner's up for sale, rah, rah, rah. It's, it's the ones that don't talk. It's the ones that are really, that, are, that I, I guess I'm, my heart goes out to of Holy crap. I'm stuck in a house with this person um exactly and I, I know and i'm i am so grateful that i left when i did yeah your timing's perfect yeah so that i didn't you knew what was coming exactly and you know and, and i'm you know it's funny too because um my own mother um again different generation but um she never believed me when i told her you know i'm leaving I'm leaving my, my, my marriage and these are the reasons why I'm taking the children. Every, I mean, she thought I was completely insane and, you know, you'll get back together and it's okay. It's a passing phase. Uh, it was only the other week where it finally clicked with her. And she said to me, if you were in lockdown with him, she said, 
you guys probably wouldn't have survived. Like, as in, one of you would be in the hospital or dead. I looked at her and I went, yes. It's, you know, because, you know, it went from that mental, emotional abuse to the physical. And when it, when it, when it moved over to that physical, that's when I went, I'm done. I'm so done. Um, I've had enough because it wasn't just me. It wasn't against just me. It was against the children as well. Um, but it was amazing when it, like I said, it finally clicked with my own mother. Um, and it's, it's like I said, it's why my heart goes out to the people there now. Um, and it doesn't have to necessarily be a female. It can be a, a male who's experiencing a female narcissist. You know, it can go both ways. Yeah. Uh, it can be a parent who's doing it to the children. It can be any way. Um, I, my heart goes out to those who, for whatever reason, feel like they can't get out. Mm. Um, and they feel like they're, you know, they're against a wall and they're, they're fighting every day not just for sanity, but for actually their life of, I don't know when the next time this person's going to crack. I don't know when they're completely going to go off the rails and I can't get out or I can't seek help. You know, that's, that's probably more more of my concern right now than, you know, any, anything else that's going on. You know, um, it's almost better to say I'd rather get sick and be isolated in hospital yeah. Well, that's the other way, you to know, do just call the ambulance, pretend you're sick and they'll take you in and you can <laughs> they'll take you in and just from there. But again, you can't take your kids. So a lot of people no. are kids. So this, this, um, this issue around domestic violence, um, physical, emotional, yep. all of it, um, is such a complex issue. I cannot believe it. Um, yep. I've got so many clients. I've got one particular client where we're in the middle of she's out, um, but her story just goes beyond anything I've ever heard. And I hear these stories over and over and over again, and it's not a quick fix. It's not easy. Um, you get used to it. You yep. you stay because the consequences are you might be killed if you leave. Yeah. Um, so you stay there. And then when you add the kids in on top of it, it's virtually, yep. in my mind, virtually impossible to make a decent decision because it's just yep. where it, whichever way you go, uh, it's not right. It, it, there's yep. no right or wrong. It's just various shades of grey as to what decisions you can make. Um, yep. The law has nothing to do with justice. The law is not there for women um, or men in this situation. Mm -hmm. um, when you're saying narcissism, um, I have never heard narcissism on its own. I just think it always comes with sociopathic or yep. psychopathic behaviours. If it's yep. psychopathic behaviours, wow, you're in big, big, big trouble and they're the ones that actually kill a woman every week. Um, yep. The sociopaths um, have emotion. They actually do know emotion and can mimic emotion. Um, but narcissists with sociopathic, I mean, it's just so complex. There's so much shit out there. It is. All these different types. Do you think yours was um, anything more than narcissism or is that harmful enough on its own? I think it was narcissism. I think, to be honest, I think he is a bit of a psychopath. Um, because right at the end, it got to the point where it, it was like his acts, it didn't 
it didn't click in his head that it was wrong. Yeah. You know, there was no correlation anymore between right and wrong. It was just, I'm angry. Therefore I am allowed to break things. I'm allowed to push. I'm allowed to shove. I'm allowed to hit. I'm allowed to throw. And it's okay. You know, I'm allowed to scream as loud as I, as I want to. Um, it was, it was all of that. Um, you know, and then I've got the, the other part of it where, um, and like you said, it's, 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 this is complex. I wasn't allowed to sleep. He would wake me up in the middle of the night. You know, you're moving too much. You're so, something, or I feel like talking. Go to sleep, dude. You know, it's 2am. I need to sleep. But knowing... Um, torture. Um, it is. Yeah, sleep deprivation is a form of torture. Um, he's yeah. probably not consciously aware that he's trying to torture you. He just wants attention. These people yeah. are craving attention and they need constant yeah. attention. They're the most insecure people on the planet and they only can bolster their sense of self through power over another. And yeah. um, one of the areas of interest, I, I want to do a book and I, wanna, I wanted to really focus on the workplace, but... I'd say once I do my studies around narcissism, sociopathic and psychopathic behaviour in the workplace, I think it will evolve out of the workplace into more the domestic setting um, because the, the principles are still the same. And let's just rewind now that you know what you know and you know the outcome mm -hmm. that you have. Yep. How could you tell other women to fight the charm at the beginning? How do you fight the charm and the chemicals of love and attraction and just that charm offensive that they put on at the beginning so that you had three children with him? Yeah, um, I would say to really... Because that's manipulation to, on a whole other level. It is, it is, it is. Um, I would say to, to really look for the warning signs and I'm not saying to be negative in a relationship and just go, okay, I'm going yeah. to... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be on guard all the time and, and watch to see. Experience. So we really want to hear from your experience. What can you teach us so that we could perhaps nip this shit in the bud and not go on to have a 20-year marriage and have three children and yeah. be connected to him for the rest of our lives regardless? Yeah, I'd say it's, like I said, the little warning signs of how the other person just speaks to you, especially in those private moments when they're not feeling great. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, making sure that that person does pull their weight, you know, doesn't do the, okay. Um, I don't know, for instance, um, they need a shirt ironed. They will go off and do it themselves rather than saying, well, why didn't you iron the shirts? Right. You know, so, so those little sign, this bossiness. Yeah. That, that bossiness for me. Yeah. Doing everything for me or why didn't you do it for me? Or why, you know, like that, that neediness. Yes. Um, but also that, um, you know, when you do something that you actually get like a normal amount of praise. I'm not saying to go over the top, but there are levels of normal amount of praises in that you're like not always, yeah, like a thank you. Or that was, it was great that you went out of your way and did blah, blah, you know, like just that acknowledgement. Cause that's showing, that's showing you as a person that that person's not just thinking of themselves. Mm. So narcissists see it as an entitlement they rather do. than a, um, a, a nice thing. A, yeah, a nice they see component. it as something that, exactly, they see it as something that's owed to them. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, well, you should be, break, 
exactly. You should be making me breakfast or you should be doing this for me, yeah. you know, because that's, that's what you do, you know. A you spoiled brat. A spoiled exactly. brat behaviour. And do you think, exactly. when you look back, do you know his history? Was his mother a doting mother and did she spoil him? And what yes. culture does this exist in? Is this an, a, is this an Australian culture? I mean, obviously... Australian um, mothers spoil their boys and can create sport brats. Yep. I, I also see it in a lot of other cultures as well. Yeah. Italian men come out of sport brats, Greek men come out of sport brats. Mm. What other cultures are we seeing it where the mother um, not brought their boy up to be <laughs> a respectful young man? Yeah, look, um, he's Polish. Um, and it's funny because I, some of my guy friends are from other areas of, uh, of Europe and they were like, oh, those damn Poles, oh. <laughs> you know? Oh, so I was like, I know, I was like, really? Oh. Um, but no, his mother's definitely the doting, the doting mother. On, on our wedding day, she pulled me aside and said, now that you're marrying my son mm. and it's all official. Here we go. You know, it, it was, it was I'm that, you know. Um, for something really offensive. She, well, she turned and she just said to me, Note that he, he doesn't really eat fruit and he needs to, you know, just to keep his diet up. But what you'll need to do is you'll need to cut that fruit up for him. And, and if it's got seeds in it, you know, take the seeds out. If it's got peel on it, peel it for him and put it on a plate and give it to him because otherwise he won't eat it. My reaction to her was I looked at her and I went, he knows where the goddamn fridge is and he can go get it himself. And she was completely appalled. Um, and didn't really say anything more. She was just, you know, oh, my gosh, and, you know, walked away. But I keep going back to that conversation because over the years I actually saw those signs of, no, you need to do that for me. And I'm like, no, I don't. You know, know, this should be, I'm happy to do, you know, I'm happy to, to cook dinner, but I expect you to wash up. You know, that whole give and take. Not that, as we said before, that entitlement of, you know, the other person does everything for you. Um, and they are, again, another and that other, you know, that little telltale sign of, uh, as you said, you know, how is how were they raised? You know, how was the parents? You know, did they get him to do everything himself? Um, which his father did. His father did try. Uh, but his mother always came in and did everything for him. Yeah, and yeah. unravelled what the father was trying to do to build a man, yeah. a proper man. Yeah. Stand on and his I guess, two feet and protect and his family, not break his family. And that's probably the other thing. Um, yeah. There's a difference, and it's been said about, you know, do you go out with a girl or do you go out with a woman? There are two different yeah, two different ways of looking at it. You go without a man. Exactly. And it's like, do you, do you, do you go for it? And at the end of the day... I actually feel that I spent 20 years of a marriage with a boy. Yeah, a baby. I didn't, I didn't spend it, I didn't spend it, exactly, I didn't spend it with a man, mm. I spent it with a boy. And it's funny too because um, one, of my, one of my signs that, that really made me crack and, and really make me go, okay, I'm done, I, I need to leave this, this marriage, was actually from my children. Um, they actually came to me about a month or two months before I'd actually made up my mind to leave and I did leave with a list. Um, my eldest at the time would have been, I think, 11. Um, 
my second eldest would have been, let's say he's three years younger than, than her. Um, and they bring a list of traits that they said they wanted in a dad. <gasps> and they said they want it exactly. It, as a mother, broke your heart. Yeah, it's seriously. The opposite of what they had. Yeah. And it wasn't, and we're not talking just five traits. We're talking a list of just over a hundred. Oh man. And it was everything from keep your promise to, um, you know, read me a story at night to help me with homework, to hug me properly. So it was just, it was absolutely everything. Um, Now having a, having a son (laughs) who helps write and having a son at that age help write it, there were other (laughs) There are other curly things, you know, in there, like, you know, can't have a saggy butt, you know, can't have, you know, things where I just went, but your father doesn't have any of those things, like what, you know, but for them, it was their list of an ideal father figure, you know, that ideal parent. And they just, it was literally the list and they just gave it to me and it was kind of at random. Um, And they said, you know, mum, can we like, can you actually look for someone better <laughs> and can we get someone better? Yeah. Um, and that was, that was when it really hit home of um, the children do hear and see everything. Oh yeah. They are privy to it. Um, it does affect them more than, you know, than you think it does. Um, you know, they, they did hear the conversations that you think that they didn't hear, <laughs> yeah. you know, behind, behind the closed doors and everything else. Um, but like I said, that was a, that was another tipping point for me to have an outsider come in, essentially, you know, okay, part of part of the family, but turn around and go, it's not right. Mm. You know, we've looked at other families, mm. and it's our perception of them, but we don't think it's right. Yeah. So even at that young age, they knew um, yep. what they do want. They know what they don't want, and between yep. and seven, everything's layered in to a child. So yeah their experience um, is all sort of set between naught and seven. So any damage that's going to be done to a human is done, generally speaking, between naught and seven. So your kids have lived through naught and seven inside that marriage. um, And we don't know what the repercussions will be as they develop into one teenagers. Um, There's going to be some fallout there more than likely and then um as they become adults and how are they behaving at the 20s the 30s the 40s and how are they in relationships and are they able to handle a relationship this is all yet to be determined so it is their saving grace is you because i meet lots and lots of people but to me your energy is very grounded very rational very intelligent very reasonable and I love that you've got a bit of sass and personality as well. So, you know, you know, um, shrinking violet, which is really cool <laughs> that you've got this fight in you. You've got this yeah. and go, this dynamic. I do. And yeah. And I think, I think that's probably, and it probably comes, it comes, it comes back also full circle to the, to the first question of um, what it would take to, to have someone love me. Mm. Um, they also have to pass that list. That the children have, which mm-hmm. now are over three hundred traits. They got they got right into it. We're 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 down to height, age range, eye color, um, mm-hmm. background. If they've got siblings or not, you know, mm-hmm. like the. the so do they want siblings or not? They do actually, oh, um, and I and I say that to them. 
I said to them, you know, look, you know, there's three of you. Um, and, and I guess that's the other thing. We're all, we're all quite close. And, and I said, would you be okay? And they were like, yeah. And they, but the, their only request was, can they even it out a bit and get more boys in the family oh, good. rather than have more girls, but they were okay either way. It wasn't a, it wasn't a, a mandatory thing. Um, Cause I said to them, you know, you know, at this age, the, the chances of me finding a guy that's single without any children is pretty rare. And they're like, no, 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 we're good. We're good with another one. Um, you know, Are and you that was with the others. Are you okay with it? Well, the, the thing well, is, funny... mum is a whole new yeah. ball of God knows what. Yeah. And, uh-huh. and look, I've, I thought about, that was probably one of the things that I thought about when I, when I was leaving my marriage, you know, if I find someone else and they've got children, how, how am I, am I going to be okay with that? And yeah. at the end of the day, um, the answer, the short answer is yes. Um, I believe as I've got parents, as long as he parents and doesn't just dump it all on you because you're the better parent, you're yeah. more experienced, yeah. or you're more of a natural. That's what I find doesn't work is they just advocate, yeah. advocate, um, you know, abdicate their responsibility and you're constantly yeah. parenting their children. It's very annoying. And that's probably what I, what, what else I'm looking for, you know, as if I had my own list, it's someone if they are already a dad um that does essentially get off their ass and do things for their child you know does put the child first a parent exactly uh you know is a parent will stand up um and i'm not saying that they have to be a strict disciplinary um father it's more of a um you know there are boundaries there are rules there you know and knowing the importance of routine knowing the importance of um you know, the balance, being able to, you know, keep promises, take them to the park, do all that. But I, I would want to see that happen with the, with their own child mm. before I introduce mine. Um, and yes, I've got three, but yeah, I'm happy to have four. Um, it's not, uh, I'm, you know, <laughs> that's it. It's pretty chaotic. What's another one? You know, <laughs> yeah, what's another one or two? I'll be fine. <laughs> Um, you know, the only, the only issue I see is, um, what kind of car I'd have to drive. That's important. Exactly. It's very important. You know, do we take one car or do we take two? Uh, <laughs> um, rather than a, you know, can I, can I handle it? Can I, can I do it? It's, I, I believe that everything will happen in time. Mm. Um, I'll, you know, I'll take everything in it, in its stride. Um, and I don't even, I don't even think for that, for the for the other child, you know, for the for the for the for the stepchild, um, I wouldn't even put an age range on them to say, you know, well they'd have to be, you know, a little one or they'd have to be. I mean, my my eldest who is um, she's a teenager already. Um, she and I have a really good relationship. I'm quite proud that we do, um, and it's funny because I've I've had the okay, you're a single mum, you've got a teenager. How's that going? <laughs> you know. Um, and to be honest, it's going really well. Um, we talk Credit about team. anything. And, well, yeah, we talk about anything and everything. Um, she's dancing in the corner right now. Um, <laughs> we look hell. We've even had we've had the we've had the sex talk. We had that the other week, um, and it was not it wasn't awkward. It just you know she asked questions, I answered the questions. I asked her some stuff, she answered that. It was a normal conversation. Um, and I just think if I can, 
if I can, I have that ability to have that with my own children through all the turmoil that's happened. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm happy to welcome another one or two or more. <laughs> There's no way that you're going to be left on a shelf. I can feel it already. <laughs> I, I'm getting the insight that you are going to, it's going to be three. It's three, three boys, three girls. It's a, I, I got the Brady Bunch. So if that yep. prediction happens, could you just send me a little note going, oh my God, you're so psychic. Um, <laughs> also too, um, I'm sensing that they're going to be younger than you. Um, yep. because, uh, because you are, you look so young, you look about 20, 25, something like that. Um, not, what are you? 40, 44. 44. Yeah. Wow. No, you look 20, <laughs> 25. So don't be surprised if there's this weird market of young yeah. men that are quite happy, particularly mature ones. So this yep. could be a young, younger than you. Um, but very mature, like definitely yeah. a forty-five-year-old mental person. Not yeah, and it's um, it's funny because I had I've got my girlfriends who have gone. Wouldn't you want to go for like a silver fox? You know that whole you know older guy. I'm like no, no, and they all looked at me and I said, well, quite honestly, because I don't think anyone in my age group would keep up with me. No, no, honestly, don't. And it's it's I I don't think. Um, I mean, I, I take, I've, I've taken both, uh, I've taken my eldest, um, I haven't taken my son yet, but I've taken my eldest um, to, I don't know how many concerts. Um, and we're not talking, let's just sit in the back. No, I'm talking, we go, to the mosh, we go to the mosh pit and we push our way to the front. I knew you, you know, and mom. you're like the coolest <laughs> mom ever. <laughs> you know, and it's like, I need someone to, to, to mirror that energy. And yeah. someone in my age group, they're not going to cut it. <laughs> it just, no. it's, it's not, it's not going to happen. And I know that. Um, so I haven't even, and look, not that I'm right now even have the, the, the time um, or the ability in this current environment to, 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 to go out and try and date. But it's like in my, in the back of my head, um, it's just what you've said. It's like, it's definitely not this age group. It's definitely someone younger. Yeah. Um, but someone who is mentally and emotionally mature. Yeah, you know, and essentially, intelligent that matches your yeah. emotional intelligence. Yeah, and dare I say, someone who's just basically got their shit together. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. you know, things might not have turned out, and they might have come. They might be coming out of their own divorce, mm. but they, um, for the rest of their life, everything else is together. It's just that for whatever reason, that relationship didn't work, and they're ready to move on to the next one. Mm. And so about your, um, you've obviously got a good job, I'm assuming uh, you've got yep. work. Yep. So um, I'm, and I'm still, and I'm still working. Yeah. So I'm still working at the moment. Um, I'm a consultant, um, consultant in IT, IT and strategy. Um, so uh, yeah, apart from everything else, it's, there's, there's a geeky side of me. Okay. Um, geeky side who, of <laughs> yeah, there's, there's that geeky side of me who, um, you know, who can code, um, who will do all that, you know, r roll up the sleeves and, and get down and dirty um, in, into the tech stuff. Um, but yeah, I've, um, I work for a consultancy company and all our clients um, happen to be essential services. So I'm lucky enough to definitely be in work and um, the, the bills are still being paid. Yeah, that's great. So you, you, you've survived this uh, thing. 
Um, yeah. And also too, with, um, with, with the divorce, are you splitting a lot of assets or is it reasonably simple what you've had to cut? No. You haven't really lost much. Um, we're, I'm still trying to negotiate the split uh, because he wants, he wants more like a 70, 30, 70% in his favour. Uh-huh. Um, he won't which... get it because you've got three. <laughs> I'm just, it's going to yeah. be 50, 50 or nothing really. Yeah. And I'm, look, I, I'm, to be honest, I'd be happy with 50, 50 if he lays off the kids. If yeah, he's just, exactly. as, you know, if he has no, if he has no contact with the children, I'll, I'll, I'll settle for 50, 50 because at the end of the day, the, the assets is just money. Yeah. And I can, I can rebuild, I can do everything else, but I can't get back my children. No. It's that's, you know, that we're talking lives as opposed to, you know, a bit of paper. Um, but no, it's not completely um, simple. Um, there are two properties um, that one of, one of which has just gone on the market. Hopefully that'll sell reasonably quickly. Um, but there's also a business. Uh-huh. Um, that I'm trying to, I've been trying to sell for a while, um, but it's a franchise. So it's not just uh-huh. my decision and his decision, it's head office's decision as to, you know, who can take over. Um, but there's that as well. That's sort of in the mix, but then it's just the normal stuff of, you know, of, of super and just, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, is in the accounts and that sort of stuff. Um, as far as everything else in the asset split goes, we've already like furniture wise and that sort of stuff. Um, it, we already, we split that when, when I walked out the door, it's now just the big stuff, but it's the big stuff that's taking, taking a while. Yeah. Well, it takes years, doesn't it? To some, to some yeah. work it all out. Um, there's yeah. a lot to do, but we wish you all the very best and thank you for sharing with us. I think it's been a really interesting episode to talk about, narcissism because we're seeing it more now we we know that label a lot of women are coming out from the shadows saying me too me too um we are very proud of you i think you've done incredibly well to get out get out safely and now keep yourselves really safe and protect your future um and good luck with your love life we look forward to uh, season two getting a bit of an update from you to see how you're going I'll be sure to update you. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we'll get uh, get those high heels on and get out there and crack into it. It's uh, <laughs> You're an amazing woman. Thanks for sharing um, Thank you. the story with us on The Modern Goddess. Thanks for having me. See you soon. Bye. See ya. Thanks. Bye.